Welcome to Dare to Change, a podcast hosted by Shannon Peters and Michael Fraser. We're calling all change seekers. This podcast is for the people who want to feel empowered, inspired, and motivated to make the changes they desire in their life. On this podcast, you will find heartfelt stories, difficult truths, and insights that will allow you to level up. Join us each week as we bring you captivating conversations that will assist you in stepping into your power. You are always one decision away from a totally different life. And remember, small changes add up to huge results. Let's Let's get get it. (laughs) All right. Hi. (laughs) Welcome back, guys, to the Dare to Change podcast. What's going on? Welcome. Yeah. (laughs) Today we're talking about boundaries. Boundaries. Oh, uh, our favorite topic. Yeah, I forget where we let off, left off last week, but um, like boundaries are such a big piece of our lives that we often don't know how to use and um, don't honor. <laughs> we'll put one up and then we don't fall through with it. So uh, I'm excited to get into this. Yeah, me too. And maybe we should start with where we left off last week because at the end of the podcast, we said we were going to do some, like one task we were going to do and then share about it. And ironically, yours was about <laughs> boundaries. <laughs> do you want to yeah. share your week? Absolutely. Yeah. So I said a person, like just personal boundaries myself and like, you know, things that, so if you're listening, you don't really know what a personal boundary is. And this is something that I recently learned uh, over the last couple of years and it's played such a big role in my life. Um, it's just like setting. So the best example I like to give is like, if you were to set uh, your alarm clock for 7am and um, so you wake up at seven, you look at that alarm clock, you're like, Ugh, you turn off the alarm, you go back to bed um, and you just kind of ignore it. So basically you just like broke a personal boundary. How I look at that is that if you were to set a time, so say we set this time to meet together, Shannon, for this podcast at 7 a.m., and I just like didn't show up, well, like I broke a boundary with you of like showing up and being there when um, when I was expected to be, right? And so every time we do that, we lose like we lose trust, we lose confidence, uh, and so so if I didn't show up at 7 a.m. for our podcast, um, you would lose trust in me. You'd feel like unconfident, like where's Michael? That's weird. And if I kept doing it. You know, you begin to real, be in a place of like, I just can't trust Michael. Uh, and that's what we do to ourselves when we don't like hold these boundaries. And so the good news is that you can renegotiate those boundaries. So just as like I could renegotiate with you the night before and be like, Shannon, you know, 7 a.m. is a little early. Can we set a different time? Uh, you can do that with yourself. Uh, even if like, you know, you woke up and you're just really not in a good place. It's like, okay, instead of feeling guilty or upset with yourself, um, it's just sitting in the space of like, okay, can I have this back or can I set this uh, for another time? I'll wake up at 7.30. I just need to like reconnect with myself for these next 30 minutes or have a little bit more sleep, but I'm getting up at 7.30 and following through. So basically that was my boundary for the week. It's just like uh, getting pretty um, real about what I can accomplish in a day uh, as I have been kind of just like making these major lists for my business and um, thinking that I can get it all done. And then, um, being overwhelmed or being like uh, sort of feeling guilty or upset with myself because I didn't fall through. And so uh, that's kind of a personal boundary that I was playing with all week. And um, it's been great. Feeling much better, feeling much centered. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you say you had accomplished, you accomplished that, that goal. I did. Yeah. I was very disciplined this past week. Wow. Good for you. I can't say the same. <laughs> <laughs> what was yours? But it's okay. Uh, well, mine was just reading a, <laughs> this book that I got for a birthday present. If you didn't listen to the last episode, I got a bir- birthday present, um, a book titled The Ethical Slut. Yeah, and it's about um, <laughs> okay. it's, a, it's a guide to polyamory, open relationships, and finding freedom in sex and love. So I said that I was just going to read a couple chapters, which I did, and it was pretty um, interesting to say the least. I mean, I can only <laughs> by the name of it. <laughs> yeah, um, I would love to just read a little excerpt that I just kind of. Uh, you know, highlighted here because I thought it was pretty cool. What can you learn? (laughs) What can you learn? If thinking about all this makes you kind of nervous, what you're experiencing is how threatening it feels when the customary boundaries you take for granted and believe apply to all social and sexual situations may no longer apply in some environments. There are no universal accepted boundaries of gender or attraction among consenting adults and the limits of sexual exploration are not handed down on stone tablets by some higher authority. When you look at people who meet your standards of happiness and success without buying into the world's standards of lifetime heterosexual monogamous pair bonding, you begin to see how such things can be possible for you. Even if these people aren't doing the same, aren't doing it the same way you want them to. Recognize other sexual cultures offer an opportunity to become aware of your own preconceptions and uncertainties. Listen to your fears. They have a lot to teach you about yourself. Not knowing what can feel scary, but think of it as a chance to scrape all your preconceived notions and start from scratch. It's only by recognizing all the possibilities out there that you can choose the ones that work for you. Then you can be free to figure out where you want the boundaries in your life, what your personal limits are, and whether you ever want to expand those limits. Accomplishing this task will set you free to explore beyond your wildest dreams. So I thought that was kind of fitting because we were literally talking about boundaries. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Golden there. I mean, that's a great place to start for people at home. It's like, I don't even know my boundaries. Well, a great place to start is like when you experience fear or a trigger or anger around mm-hmm. other people, I mean, that's where that boundary begins. Something in you has been triggered and there's a place where it comes from. So that's a beautiful line. I love that you shared that. Right. That's, I was like, it's a pretty interesting book. Yeah, so a perfect segue into boundaries, what you just said about, yeah, fear and all that stuff. Because I, um, <laughs> a couple of years ago, I think, or maybe a year and a half ago, I'm not even quite sure, but I found this app called The Pattern. I think I made you get it. Oh, yeah, you made me get that one. <laughs> I, make everybody, I make everybody get it. I'm like, oh, let's see our compatibility and all this shit. So funny. Anyway, so this pattern app tells you a lot about like yourself, I think, because you put your birth date in and I don't know, astrology and all that stuff. Um, and one of, one of my patterns says that I'm empathetic and sensitive. And the first thing it says is you came into this world with an open heart and no boundaries. And I'm like, what's a boundary? Like, didn't even realize what that yeah. was. And the whole like year and a half has been me practicing 
these things because basically I was a person and sometimes still am that says yes or doesn't want to make people upset if I say no. So like people pleasing and like, oh, if this work wants me to stay later or if someone needs me to take a shift, I'll be like, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> so it's just been a year of exploring what it's like to say no where are my boundaries with friendships with relationships with work and everything love yeah. it well and actually you just tapped on like one thing too that i learned when i was in this personal development course a couple of years ago or actually i think it was actually last year um and they spoke about like you know a proper sentence could just be no like you don't need, you know, we fill in all these filler words of like, well, I can't do that because this, this, and this. And it's just like, you can literally just say no. So if something makes you uncomfortable, something is like something you doesn't honor uh, you in some form and you're feeling that trigger, it's like, you can just say no. Uh, so that's a great place to start. And also, like you mentioned, you know, it com boundaries come up in so many places. It's not just like relationships, but you're, it's like with yourself, with uh, business, um, with family, I think that's a big place, uh, where boundaries are often, um, you know, the most difficult. I want, I kind of want to say maybe in my own world, but, uh, the boundary of just like, you know, your parents' beliefs or like kind of stuff they want to push on you, uh, or every time you sort of, uh, one that I always think of is like, well, when you, when you're around your parents, they want to like bitch about the weather or bitch about like this and this. And it's like, you know, it's, I'm not, I don't want to go into toxic positivity, but like, you know, it's, if you're just trying not to live in that space and you want to connect on a deeper level, setting that boundary with that loved one uh, and expressing like how it makes you feel and um, how you want to like have a relationship going with them forward. And so in my own experience, you know, we don't want to play the blame game where it's like, you're doing this and you're making me feel triggered and this. It's like, oh, that just does not set up a proper boundary. Uh, in my experience, it's like always starting with love and starting in a place of um, sort of taking accountability of some form um, and then kind of expressing from there just what you, that boundary needs to be. And so uh, it can look different for everyone, but, you know, just expressing from a place of love um, and honoring what you need. So when you notice like, okay, I feel this way around this person, uh, I get sort of triggered when we talk about this. It's like, okay, we'll just in a calm, loving way, express that, that kind of um, communication or is not something that you, you want to have with them. And, and so if you could, they could please like, you know, direct the conversation this way and, and that you'll bring it up. And just remember, this is a big piece that just by telling someone something doesn't mean, you need, uh, I think a part of a big boundary is like reminding that person and reminding yourself and sticking with it because it's often, you know, we'll tell people like, oh, this makes me uncomfortable or oh, I don't like this. And of course, the next time you see them, it's like right back into that pattern uh, because that's where they live, right? Or that's how they, how they show up, so. Mm. You said so many good points there. This one on a rant. It's okay. <laughs> I like the rants. Uh, I, especially the last thing that you mentioned with uh, having to remind people because, and, and it's myself too. I have to remind myself of boundaries because yes. we've been in this way, this paradigm for so long of like not even knowing what, what a boundary was to all of a sudden like, oh, now I have these like limits that I'm going to set with people or myself and these standards um, but it's not gonna, it's not gonna change overnight. 
Yes. Like it'll definitely take time. So don't be so hard on yourself when you're like, ah, fuck. Like, <laughs> even this week, it was all about boundaries for me. And then I was having like a hard day yesterday. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to not work, even though I'm supposed to work. And I'm like, this is a boundary for me. And I'm not doing it. Yeah. And you honored that. Oh my God. It felt so good. <laughs> so good. <clears throat> yeah. Saying no feels awesome. Right. Yeah, it really does. Just getting the courage and the confidence to just like step into that and, and do it. And the more you do it, and it's, uh, you, just, you begin to like realize how important having boundaries and honoring how you feel and what you need is so mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. And I think boundaries has a lot to do with integrity as well. Um, yes. I, I love, I love integrity. I think it's great. <laughs> and yeah, when you are not in integrity with yourself, it's basically the same thing with, with the boundaries and like there's lots of ways to describe integrity or define integrity. But for me, the easiest way is like, hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, I'm not having, a, I'm having a hard time describing it. <laughs> like uh, I've seen it before as like, Oh, integrity is like doing the right thing when no one's looking kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you said that. Cause right when you were like integrity, I was like, Hmm, what does that mean to me? But it, I, I would say honor, it's, it's basically yeah. like integrity is honoring yourself or honoring, yeah. Um, yeah, what you need. And it actually goes hand in hand with like yeah. how I started this podcast on the same with like my boundary was actually just having integrity for myself. Of like, okay, I'm honoring that if I set my alarm for 7am, I get up at 7am. If I, if you know, if I'm not going to be overwhelmed this week, I'm going to set a schedule and be uh, not overpack it sort of thing. That's having like integrity mm. with yourself. And, um, yeah. And also kind of like your word, I guess I was trying to say, yeah, your word with yourself and with others, because without that, I honestly believe we have it. Like without your word, what do you have? Like that's how you show up. That's how people see you by the words that you speak. And if you're talking <laughs> gibberish or this, that, and the other with no follow through, people ain't going to trust you. People don't want to work with you. So yeah, almost like, yeah, boundary, standard, integrity, they all kind of mix in together, but it's totally. Like, and I guess like also integrity is just being honest. Like you're mm -hmm. just being, you're being, you're being honest. And so like, even when that honesty might be, that's what I say with boundaries. It's like, you're right. It's the same feeling where it's like, it might be scary to be honest with someone about how you feel about them or how they're showing up. Uh, or how this makes you feel, but having integrity with yourself is just expressing that uh, and being and being honest and doing it from a place of love. Because when you do it from a place of like blame or victim, is when the issues become uh, or when sort of conflict becomes to happen. If you can do that from a place of love with someone, yeah, especially I found it a lot easier to come from a place of love and making it about yourself. Yes. versus saying you did this and you have done that and this it's like I, I feel this way when this happens or etc I yes. feel not the greatest when I don't make time for myself yeah. and work instead yeah something like and, that and the other thing too that I found actually with my clients that you just sparked there was like you know they'll often share these things with people in their life and you know it's often family and then the person will get like mad because it's like you've never had this boundary with them before and they're like they're, they get upset it's like like you just said i feel uncomfortable when we 
have this conversation or this. And then the person's like, well, blah, and it's like, it's just like they kind of switch it back on you. Um, and it's just, I think at that moment, it's like, you need to just take your time and like separate uh, and, and let yourself like uh, come back to it in a place when you're like not in a triggered or angry state because you're not coming from a place of uh, often, sometimes integrity when you're like responding or getting into those conversations. Yeah. Um, it's more of like hate and, and hurt, right? So. Um, well, and that's just the thing. A lot of people, we, we react instead of yeah. respond. You know, we have the, the flight or flight comes in. We get triggered, quote unquote triggered, and then we react instead of waiting and responding. It was kind of like, um, I, I like that. Uh, I think it's a seven habits of highly effective people. Yeah. And one of the habits is seek first to understand and mm. then to be understood, which I really like. So in that, and that kind of correlates with, you know, responding versus reacting. Absolutely. Because when you react, you want to get your point across and you're just like, Rah. totally. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you're not coming from a place of love and you're also, you're, you're saying and doing things that aren't uh, always you. You're working from that, like, that million-year-old brain of uh, working from the amygdala. You're in this fight-or-flight state, exactly what you said, and it's just like it's coming out to just like keep you alive. So what you're saying and doing isn't often uh, really you. And that's why it's best, like uh, from all that I've learned and how uh, I teach my clients, is like taking 20 minutes. Like that's the time that your amygdala needs to calm down. So if you're in a major argument with someone, go breathe, go separate for 20 minutes and come back and have that conversation when you're both in a more calm uh, state where you can properly talk it out but this is a practice like just want everyone listening know like this is something I've been working on like every day for three years uh, and to get to this point now so like uh, you know if you leave this this podcast thinking like I gotta do these things and it's not uh, not as easy as we're making it sound like no we're with you it's still something we're working on every day um, and that yeah the more you practice it the easier it gets for sure what could like we what could be a tip or a trick to leave people with to practice boundaries do you have one that's worked for you uh okay so something that's been and this is this actually can like move into other places of your life too um but is when you recognize that you're triggered it's like okay first of all sit with yourself and observe why am I triggered here? Well, I'm triggered because of the way this person says this and this. Instead of, um, I think just basically what we've just said, it's like instead of reacting and like blurting out like, you do this, I don't like it, blah, blah, blah. It's like take that 20 minutes or separate and go home and think about it. And like, okay, I understand that I'm triggered by this person. and This is how I felt. And you get out of that place of the amygdala. And then the next time you're with that person is like when you're both in a calm state, express that they need to have this boundary going forward that's something that's worked for me versus being like okay i now need to have boundaries and the minute you're with someone it's like you're triggered or you're angry it's like i gotta set the boundary but you're like you're literally coming from flight or flight and you're setting this like ridiculous boundary and you're not coming from that place of love mm. um so yeah that would be my my tip yeah like taking the time and then setting the boundary after when you're both in a calm relaxed state good one <laughs> I can actually apply that because I was triggered on Sunday with a friend <laughs> and I did it. I mean, we kind of went back and forth a bit, but then I was just, I'm like, okay, I'm dropping this conversation. 
And I'm like, oh, we don't need to talk about it anymore. But after, after I felt that it was still bothering me and it kind of still is because it's a friend that thinks, well, I'll give you the download, basically what she said. She's like, so when are you ever going to just like, you know, learn the moderation thing and just like have a drink in moderation. Like, I know you, you're like smelling the drink and you want to have a drink of it. So just like, why don't you just drink it? <laughs> yeah. And I was just what? like, yeah. <laughs> and then I said, well, I, uh, I don't actually like the taste of it and I don't see a point in having one drink because I think it's a waste of calories. It doesn't, I don't enjoy the taste. And then like you get tired. So I just rather like, if I'm going to drink, I'm going to get fucked up, excuse my language. And then that's why I don't drink because yeah. it's all or nothing for me. And then she's like, yeah, well, don't you know, like moderation? Like, why can't you just do that? And, wow, so, wow. and it's like one of my best friends. So it's really triggering for me. It's like, can you yes. not just accept this fact? So anyway, so that's a good one because it's still been bothering me. And I'm like, how do I have this conversation with her? Yes. Just to have the acceptance, you know? Cause... Well, and that's okay. Like there's so much now that I want to talk about here. So first yes. of all, people don't know, Shannon, how long have you gone without alcohol? Oh, in September, it'll be three years. Amazing. I'm proud mm -hmm. of you. Thank you. Uh, and I'm the same way. I like to either get wild up or I don't drink at all but uh big 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 things that you just touched on there so I think first of all it's like this is it we often realize we get triggered we get upset with someone and then we go and maybe we take that time we cut the conversation out and we let that shit linger and it sits in our unconscious brain and it plays stories and it makes up shit about that person and we we, we feel sick we, we get upset about it it's like it just sits back there and so that's like the importance of of going back and having those hard conversations and setting that boundary uh with people is so important because it's going to make your life easier once you've calmed down but not letting that sit there for weeks it's like okay calm down maybe give that person a call later that day or the next day you know but don't let that linger because that's where it like builds up so i'm so so pumped that you said that also, I want to share that I had a similar experience. Like I had a severe marijuana addiction while I had, when I was suffering with anxiety and depression and, um, like I've completely become clean, uh, for about six months now. And my best friend, uh, is in town this weekend from Toronto or one of my best friends. And he goes like, Hey, like, so like, you know, um, like proud of you. I saw your post, you're not smoking weed, but like, it's going to be awesome that day when we can smoke weed again together. And I was like, bro, I don't think that day is going to come. I don't, there's, there's so much power in not smoking. He's like, no, 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 no. The real power is going to be when you can smoke and not need it anymore. I was like, the problem is when I smoke, it's going to be the next day. I'm going to be like, I want to miss, I want to smoke again. So right. like, just funny, right? And even with him, and you know, I just I explained it to him. I was I wasn't triggered at all in that moment. I understood where he was coming from. It wasn't a place of like it was just more of like the nostalgia of our past together when we used to do those things, right? But it's exactly. funny that we both had that experience in, uh, this weekend. And I hope this like I feel like what the stuff that's coming out of us right now can touch so many people because these are where those boundaries come out, right? It's like you know, come party tonight. Like, how come you're not drinking? How like? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, we've all gone through that, you know, with our friends trying to pressure us. People don't like to get drunk without other people being drunk with them for some reason. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, like hold that boundary and honor yourself. You don't want to drink. You don't want to go out. Like that's okay. It's okay to stay at home and read. It's okay to like not drink and be the driver. Like, 
just really want to drive that home. <laughs> drive it home. That's I just I say in my cat, we're so similar and I like it. And it's like, wow, the universe literally delivered that ex <laughs> the same experience to us. That's wild. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, Frick, I guess my my little tip for people. Hmm. I I also think what you said this week with your um, getting up every day at the same time, right? That's what your opinion yeah. is. Um, I don't want to coffee you, but I remember when I was doing UPW last year, Unleash the Power Within, we did it virtual. There was the, the host girl, her name was Kiki, and she was talking about her story and how she's only been to a couple of UPWs and here she is being the host and working with Tony Robbins. And she said the number one thing that she, she just took one thing and changed it over the course of the year. And then it like made her life what it is today is that she did not press snooze. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't express how important it is. Yes, exactly. And even today I said, I had a, we had a coaching call earlier today and then we had this and I have to do a couple other things before I go to work today. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm going to set my alarm for six o'clock and work out before I do everything else. And what did I do? I pressed snooze for a whole hour. And yeah, that's like being out of integrity with what I said I was going to do. And it could also be a boundary. It's like, okay, you are the most important thing. Yes. I'm talking, when I'm saying that you is like the person that I'm also talking to, like you guys are the most important thing to yourself. So like make yourself a priority and just keep, keep your word to yourself. Totally. Yeah. And this is like, if you're waking up anxious, if you're waking up stressed, overwhelmed, I promise you, you do this for the next seven days and it's going to change your life. The minute that alarm goes off or the minute you wake up, jump out of your bed. It doesn't allow that cortisol, that overwhelm, those pattern of thoughts from the day before to linger. You take control of your mind and your body. And if you do this and get up and do a breath work or meditation or do that one thing that's stressing you out or go do some exercise, I promise you this is going to change your life. This shit gets me so fired up. <laughs> it's something even in my own life. Like uh, two weeks ago, I was feeling overwhelmed. I was feeling off. And, and so this last week I committed to that. And my time was five 30 in the morning because it doesn't allow me to kind of have that, those final little hours of like in and out of sleep and being kind of anxious. It's like five 30, I hit the, the alarm goes off and I get out of bed instantly. I make my bed and I take action. It teaches my mind and body that I'm in control. Cause we are in control. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's my goal for this week, Michael, to set the alarm and get up when it first rings. No snooze. Love it. What's yours? Huh. What is my goal for this week? <laughs> you know what? This is actually something big. I was listening to Tony Robbins the other day. I was having a little bit of a breakdown. And he was expressing about how important it is to learn how to live in a beautiful state no matter what. Mm -hmm. And how he expressed it was that, uh, you know, one day someone you love is go or actually, first of all, he said, you know, billionaires, multimillionaires come to him and they, it seems like they have everything. But then they, like, the truth is like they, they, they're upset. They're, they're sad. They're in this like horrible state all the time. And then he expressed, he's like, you know, one day someone you love is going to pass away. And so like, obviously we know that, 
what can happen is like it's going to affect your state for the rest of your life where you just no longer have them or you're going to live in this beautiful grateful state that you had them uh for this amount of time and it just really hit me it's like how much of my life have i lived in this place of just like fear this anxiety this these what ifs, this stress, this depression. It's like, I don't want to live like that. I want to live in joy. I want to live like playful, fun, and like have this amazing, beautiful life. And so the last two days, I've been really just sitting in that and catching myself and shifting my state. And this week, I'm committed, Shannon, to being in a beautiful state and getting myself uh, there over and over again. Yeah, beautiful state. Oh my gosh, yay! <laughs> and if anyone wants to get in a beautiful state, we're totally plugging Tony Robbins right now, but it's the best. It's um, priming. So YouTube, Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins priming, and start your morning with that. And that's all I'm gonna say about priming. You discover it for yourself, but it will get you in a beautiful freaking state. So, yeah. It's only ten minutes, and you feel totally different. Ten minutes. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. I, mean, I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Boundaries. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you guys want to find Michael on Instagram, he's at Mr. Fraser. Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Fraser. Not Fraser. <laughs> yeah. You got it. And if you want to reach Shannon on Instagram, <laughs> cool. at queen.namaste. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Have a wonderful, beautiful week, everybody. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye.